Blog Talk Radio. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. He tells the grandson, there's a fight that's going on inside me, and it's a terrible fight. You see, this fight is between two wolves. One wolf, this wolf is evil, is angry, envy, full of sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority. It lies, false pride, the superiority, and ego. The other wolf, the other wolf, though, is good. This wolf is joy, peace, full of love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, champions truth, compassion, and faith. Now, this same fight, he tells the grandson, the same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person, too. The little grandson, he sat there, thought about it for a minute, and looked up and asked his grandfather, Grandfather, well, which wolf wins? The old Cherokee simply replied, It's the wolf you feed.
hey, hey. Good evening. Good afternoon or good morning. It all just depends on what part of the world you are listening. Bienvenidos, que tal? Okay, namaste and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Greenhouse Effect Radio Show. My name is Will Green, holding down one half of our hosting duties, live every Monday and Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, live on blogtalkradio.com slash the Greenhouse Effect, that's FX. Of course, all shows are archived, saved on your favorite listening platform, holding down the other half of our hosting duties. Uh, some call him the Lions Historian, others call him Unk. I simply call him my best friend because he's my dad, Bill Green. What's happening, Daddy-O? How you doing tonight? What's up? What's up, Alfredo? My best friend, oldest son, or my oldest, oldest son. son best friend. Right on. <laughs> right on. Hey, hey man, it's, it's all good. I don't, you know, I'm kind of worried, though, man. I got to tell you the truth. I didn't mention it to you during the, okay. um, the, 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 the pre-time, the warm-up time. Yeah. But, you know, man, I'm feeling good today. <laughs> you know what's up with that man you know so anyway i just took that away and just so you know so, you know you like to clear up like little funny moments we have between and i for the listening audience so i'm assuming i'm, I'm gonna have to jump in here man and, and kind of figure out what you're talking about but i think i know what you're talking about so you know ladies and gentlemen sometimes you have those real feel-good moments and you be like uh-oh why I'm feeling good. Something bad's about to happen. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that that's well, that's where you're going with it. <laughs> that's what you said. Well, you with. know, yeah, you know, like um, you know uh once Catholic, always Catholic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's always a, a fear element there, you know, like, no nah, man, you ain't supposed to feel good, what's your problem, you know? Uh so no, it, 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 there's no particulars. I mean, you know, you had me laughing earlier. <laughs> comments you made but you know i mean the news is not cheerful it's anything but you know um yeah. but but um i'm i'm a four season kind of guy and um and the four seasons in me dictate my moods all too often and i tend to forget them when i'm in them you know as most of us do um but nevertheless when I'm coming out of them, I'm reminded of what I'm about to move into. So I'm coming through the winter of my season, you know, which is mostly hibernation. You know, it's a bad time for me to be planning things, but I forget that, and I still plan anyway. Then wonder why? Why aren't they working? <laughs> it's not a good time for me to plan. No, but you know, I mean, it's not always the case. Sometimes they work, but it's just harder because my creative um, part of my brain it's not really focused too well. So it's all a, a, a labor of love, but I'm moving mm-hmm. out of that, you know, um, um, come March um, comes my spring. And that's right. when the creative juices get cranked up. You know, um, the creative juices we see with the budding of the trees, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to get all poetic and all that. So, so I think that's, um, and coming through the fog of the last couple of weeks, man, this weather here has had my sinuses, you know. I mean, at one point I just stopped and said, my God, my God, why is thou forsaking me? <laughs> you know, so it feels good to have a lot of that lift away. You know, it really does. 
And but like I said, you know, as far as the news is concerned, as far as you know, the things we're working on or trying to work through, you know, and you know, the things that you know, the day to days that tend to wear me down. I don't know. Today is like I hope it's not the the light bulb the light bulb effect. You know, it's popping before it burns out. <laughs> I hope when it this gets... is my my farewell show. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, man. Well, yeah, moving yeah, along, right? Yeah. yeah, no, no. I I know you didn't want to get too poetic, and we're not going to dwell too much in it. But I'm just just wondering. I have to just throw in my personal sense, if you will, for two cents or whatever. Yeah. You know, you said that okay. it's your, you know, it's your spring. But I, I, you know, even for me, this is kind of like my spring as well. I fully understand that coming out of hibernation, mm-hmm. the changes in seasons. You know, we got more daylight now, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Speaking of daylight, I have another question for you. But, um, you know, not only Uh is it your spring, not only is it your spring, but, I mean, man, you got a birthday next week, you know, so I'm sure, like. get into that. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) Yeah, I was was not, you know, I figured that. I don't know, though. Go ahead, man. Go on. Say what you're saying. No, I'm just saying, you know. It's a different kind of place, yeah. Well, you know, I just wonder if, you know, the, the. Absolutely. your birth time, you know, you say it's your Absolutely. spring. And I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, thinking of it like that, it's, it's kind of Absolutely. exciting, you know? Uh, so I, I just, I just wanted to add that. I don't know if that has something to do with it. I, I would ask Man, uh, yeah, your insight on that. We only have, we only have 50 minutes, so I'm not sure. How right. much you may want to so add on. Learning. My man is finally after two years. Don't encourage him, Will. <laughs> yeah, no, man, absolutely, and and you're right on. And um, it's you know it's a quarter of a century, uh, three quarters oh. of a century. I kind of wish it was Amen. a quarter. You know, well, maybe not. I don't know. Well, if I had my life to do all over again, I wouldn't do any different except make my mistakes sooner. <laughs> Other than that, no, man, I'm I'm I am I'm geeked. I don't know. This is just. I have for I don't know how long have let my birthdays just roll on away, you know, and I've been fine with that. It's not been depressing or nothing like that. It's like, yeah. hey, great, another A, you know, um, I tend to be, I have tended to be more focused on my sobriety birthday than my, you know, biological birthday. But it's not like I don't appreciate them. It's not like there's not time of pause and reflection. And you know, and it's not like I'm looking for you know cake and ice cream and candles. You know, I'm I'm perfectly fine chilling with coffee and donuts and falling asleep in my recliner at the end of the day. That's a beautiful day to me. But for some reason, you know, this one has just got me kind of going. So you're right; your perceptions are correct. I guess we have known each other for a minute, huh? A little while, so, yeah, a little while. Know, yeah. So just so let me years. stop right there. I took three minutes longer than I meant to. You know, and even acknowledging that. So, man, go ahead and do your, um, you know, do the due diligence, man. Right on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, at at the beginning of every show, uh, as you can see, Dad and I waste no time to use our thousand words on our shows here. Uh, So before we get going tonight, (coughs) excuse me, uh, there's a couple of things we'd just like to remind everybody, and I hope some of you are already in the process of doing what I'm about to suggest. So the first thing is we always like to make sure that you have something to write with. So grab a pen and pad, a pencil and paper, 
I don't care, a post-it note and a marker, the back of an envelope, or our favorite, and back of a, a napkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, napkin. <laughs> a napkin, you know. We want to make sure that if you have any questions, any comments, anything you want to share, anything like that, number one, that you don't forget it, you want to share with us, or number two, you might pick up something from our discussion. Or we might cause you to, to research some stuff yourself, you know. So, you know, uh, write it down. And if you don't have a pen and paper, a lot of phones have uh, little things where you can take notes. So, you know, maybe you don't have that. Maybe you got your phone with you. Take notes with your phone if you like, uh, you know, and, and jot it down too. That's I just thought of that. That's kind of cool, but I'm not going to suggest that. Yeah, time. But right anyway, I love it, man. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So right we just want to make sure that if you have the opportunity to take some notes, then please do. Uh, the second thing is that we have different ways for you to engage on our live shows. As I mentioned earlier, our shows are live every Monday and Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Currently uh, live on blogtalkradio.com slash the greenhouse effects. That's greenhouse FX, the letter FX. Um, with a free blog talk radio profile, you can engage with us in the chat room. Um, and it's, it's pretty good there. You know, you may not want to call in. So hit us up in the chat room. Or you can also hit us up on Facebook on the event page that Dad set up beautifully tonight. These two handsome young men that are in the image for tonight. Uh, awesome, awesome. It's one of my favorite pictures. Uh, it is mine, yeah. So you can engage with us through uh, the discussion tab that's in the event page on Facebook as well. And I do check it every once in a while. Um, so just to let you know, you know, again, we do like to engage with you all, and we encourage you to call us. You know, Dad calls me user-friendly, and Dad's, you know, hey, man, you know, Dad's Dad, man. You know, y'all know, Unc. Just give us a call, man, and let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what's going on. I say on. you're caller-friendly. Caller caller what did I say? User-friendly. Call, call user yeah. Did I say user-friendly? Yeah, yeah, well, that's all right. Oh, Come on. No, 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 I don't want to be user friendly, man. It could, no, I don't. That might be taken the wrong way. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, it would I'm, be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off the <laughs> show tonight. Have and, to and learn Sue, the hard way. No, man, I, I'll get off the show and Sue's going to karate chop me. Like, what is that? What the heck is that? <laughs> Let's clear that up right now. <laughs> that's hilarious. Man. <laughs> so yeah so anyway ladies and gentlemen we just like to remind you those few uh again because we right you know we, we want to know what you know want to hang out with y'all too it's not just me and dad all night but anyway so yeah, yeah that's what's up that, that's that's from the greenhouse effects tv so uh yeah so you know uh another another wednesday another show live show uh it's always something that's going on uh, I mentioned earlier about the daylight thing. I, I just wanted to to get your uh, see what you thought about. You know that there's this uh, new th- uh, the I'm sorry I was trying to pull it back up here, but uh, the Senate approves making daylight saving times permanent. Yeah, um, you know Starting next uh, year. Next yeah. year, twenty. No more running right? the clock up. Yep. No more running the clock up, running it back. That means my clock is actually going to be right all year long now. Because <laughs> you leave it, this, you leave it, you don't even yeah. change it, you know. No, <laughs> man, like, I let it just, I let it catch up with itself. Drives me crazy with that, man. <laughs> it drives, it drives your your aunt Brenda crazy too. <laughs> Depending on the time of year, she either walk into the room and said, "Oh my God, is it that late?" 
or she walk in the room and say, what? Is that all it is? What am I rushing around for? Yeah, man. So, that, so I have to tell it now, Rizzo, now, Rizzo. And she's like, she just shakes her head and walks it out. You know, I think sometimes, I think I remind her too much of her, her husband. <laughs> Yeah, let's see some of the looks she gets. Anyway, there I go again. Yeah, so, so yeah. Um, and, you know, the Indians have those indigenous. This country had a saying. I don't know it exactly, but it's like only the white man would think if he cut off the top of his blanket and sewed it at the bottom of his blanket, it would make his blanket longer. <laughs> that just cracks me. Are you off. serious? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think about it every twice a year. <laughs> okay, all right. So, okay. You, you know, are you are you feeling it? You know, the with the whole. Hey, uh, man, yeah. Keeping yeah, it permanent. I'm good with it, man. Yeah, I'm good with that, man. I tell you why, personally, um, because I don't like to be limited um, when I'm like uh, hitting the road, you know, and. Um, when when I can when I can consistently know what my time of daylight is available to me, it really helps me to um, plot out my my course. But you right. know, in the winter time, it's much more challenging for me um, mm-hmm. than you know than than you know than the because re- you, you know how I love to try. So yes, yeah. so that's one thing. You know, the other thing is, man, I like the idea of balanced daylight. Period. You know, I mean, like um, you know, I, I dread you know, the, the the shadow of December, you know, and, you know, looking out the window at, at 4 o'clock and saying, <laughs> so anyway, man, yeah, so, I mean, I'm cool with it. What you, I don't think you're too favorable with it, huh? I get, you know, honestly, I, I, I didn't really take a lot of time to reflect on it. Of course, my biggest yeah. concern would be um, how it is in the winter, you know, because it's less sun. But you're right, though. At 4 o'clock, four, you know, here in Chicago, it gets dark super quick, you know. So, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, 4.30, the sun's going down. Yeah, it sucks. So, um, you know, I'm used to getting up and the sun's not up yet. So what we're thinking, like, you know, like maybe like 8, 7 something, 8 maybe, something like that is when the sun would come up, you know. Well, it's going uh, to be a consistent thing. Regardless, yeah. it's going to be consistent. Yeah. So, you know, it's gonna it's gonna actually be consistent with how the Earth rotates. <laughs> I know, mean, I'm, we won't have to worry about you know we won't have to worry about constantly resewing the blanket anymore. Which is, and and to be honest with you, I, I I'm okay with it because uh, then I won't have to worry about changing my clock. I mean, Sunday I had a problem uh, with with my with my clock, you know, and and I. I had a scheduled time to uh, do some work and I woke up, man, in a frenzy because my, my phone didn't <laughs> reset. And I was just, it's just, everything was just really crazy. I'm not going to get into what happened, but it was just a really crazy moment uh, early in the morning, uh, Sunday morning. So, uh, you know, that at least helped me and make sure that I don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, but I, right. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I know we said, we said 2023. So, you know, we have some time to look at the winter season uh, and and get a better idea on how uh, it could, you know, be beneficial or, you know, 
we can look at the pros and cons, you know, for a show in, in the winter season. You know, we can follow back up on that. But I just wanted to see your get your insight on it, you know, because we talk a lot about time. We talked about that on the show, you know, dealing with mental health and, and um, with our own personal personal programs or dealing with the changes in, in time and, and the sun, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I know that this is something that we'll probably bring up again in the later part of the year. But since it was okay. out there, I just wanted or, to throw it. Or, or not. Well, I, I think we will. You know, I, I mean, like, it, it's been crazy making for me to drive through Indiana who, who don't, Indiana doesn't deal with daylight savings. So, you know, like having, you know, like, so there are places in this country of ours that don't have anything to do with daylight savings, and they seem to do okay. I mean, you know, it, it's no matter whether it's 4 o'clock or, or 6 o'clock in the morning, the sun's going to come up. You know, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, 7 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night. The sun's going to go down. You know, see, we're slaves to time. That's our problem in this country. And we invented time. You know, and, and, and everything that we do revolves around time. You know, I, I don't care if it's, you know, like um, having to get up in the morning. You know, like most the, the highest rate of heart attacks in this country is 7 o'clock Monday morning. You know, people going to jobs they can't stand. You know, but, we, you know, so that's our clock start. Like you just said, waking up and like, oh, my God, we have, you know, we're, we're slaves to time. Every time, time, time dictates our moods. Like, okay, I got to get to work, got to get to work, even though I'm pissed off about something that happened over the weekend. But I ain't got time to deal with that now. I got to get to work. And then, you know, huff and puff and getting to work and then 10, 15, okay, now I can relax for 15 minutes. And then 10.30, okay, got to get back to work. You know, then noon, maybe I'll sneak out and get a drink. You know, then 1 o'clock, got to get back to work. Then 5 o'clock, got to deal with traffic, you know. And then 9 o'clock, got to get to bed. Well, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, whatever, you know. <laughs> you, know? Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I think I just went through something. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, and and it's all determined by the clock. Got yeah. nothing to do with how we're feeling inside the internal clock, the external clock, you know. And the clock includes the days, and you know, and the times, and and the schedules, and you know, like we're slaves to our own invention, and our own invention is killing us. You know, I remember when I was a counselor, um, and I was working, I was doing a a a, a, a tribal thing actually in in, in Michigan in the Upper Peninsula, and um, um, having, uh, they had a powwow ceremony, blah, 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 blah. but um, we were just talking about, you know, the issues of substance abuse as it relates to various cultures, and one of the elders told me, he said it was a time when the biggest issues they had with the whole thing of counseling had nothing to do with what was talked about. It had to do with scheduling a time to show up that we, did, we don't live like that. We live seasonal. Our times are determined by what we need to do in the field. So if I have to, if it's the fall and I have to harvest, that's how I spend my day. So if you tell me that, like, Thursday is my appointment, I just need to be able to show up on Thursday, not at a particular time. And, you know, and I thought about I said, yeah, you know, like, we're, we're, we're not cultural friendly in, in, in this American society of ours. We're really... You know, we really are dictated by time. Time rules, you know. So anyway, 
Let me get off of that because I already see we done almost killed half the show. <laughs> no, that's a good point though. That's a that's a that's an excellent point. And <laughs> looking at that, hey, so um, yeah, moving on. I just want one other announcement here for those that are listening in the Chicagoland area. Um, for those that are interested, Dr. Willie Wilson, Dr. Willie Wilson. Willie Wilson. Yeah. Dr. Willie Wilson is donating $200,000 to be spread out, um, excuse me, to be spread out over with uh, 10 gas stations. Uh, what they're going to do is give people free gas. Um, so it's going to be like $50 a car. Um, and this starts at 7 a.m. Now, I've already posted this on uh, my Twitter page and my Facebook page. I'll post it uh, in the – excuse me, I didn't post it on my personal Facebook page, just on Twitter, and it will be posted in the Greenhouse Effect group page. Uh, if you're not a member of that, let me know. I'll send you uh, how to link to our group page. But, again, it starts at 7 a.m. It's pretty cool. you know. So it's only 10 gas stations. Um, so you figure that's about 4,000 cars that's going to get gas from these different gas stations. But, you know, uh, we, we've talked about gas hikes. and Dad, you talked a little bit about it. I know you want to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, but we're dealing with, you know, these hikes and gas. But uh, that's just for those in the Chicago land area. So. Is he running for office again? <laughs> Not right now. You know, <laughs> right sure, now. I, would, man, I, I wouldn't go anywhere near any of those gas stations. That is going to be anyway. It's going to be a Hey, I mean, but, uh, you know, yeah. one of the gas stations is off of 99th and Halstead. I'm like, how the heck are they going to even get over there? But, That's you know, a just be careful. Right there. Man. Just be careful, man. you know, but, uh-huh. you know, some people need it, you know, and $50. Well, okay, I get that. I, yeah, I get that. But the chaos, is the chaos worth it? But, you know, I ain't, I'm in Texas, so I'm, I'm, you know, I hear you, man, right on. God bless you, Willie Wilson. Okay. I just hope it does more good than harm. That's my fear because mm-hmm. I know, you know, people are in this place of duress right now, you know, and gas is a perfect scapegoat to just unleash all of this pent-up frustration, especially people in the hood, and especially like, you know, symbolically talking about a spot like 99th and Halstead. You know, that that's just so many intersections going on in the corner area that is not conducive of a lot of cars piling in. And I just hope, I hope my folks keep their heads, man. Exactly. You know, I don't act like gas exactly. and don't treat gas like it's a Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, though, for real. Be aware of yeah. your surroundings. You know, take advantage of it. If you do, be aware of your surroundings. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and be polite and be aware of everybody else's need as well, you know. And right. Anyway, all right. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Another good point. That's something I don't think you know we consider as well. Great point. Great point. So thank you for yeah. for passing that on. So that's what's happening. Right on, man. You know, right on. You know, um, it would be great. You know, and and I don't want to. You know, right on, bro, Wilson. Good for you, man. You know, but it, it but it would be great if <laughs> that would be not an exception. That would be an expectation. Because those who have more would be making it a point to do that. You know, I thought it was really great when LeBron James, you know, got a, a bunch of athletes together, which they could do anytime they want, and help to deal with the um, with the water pollution issue in Flint. 
I thought that hmm. was really cool. And you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, it, you know, it, that is what I'm talking about. You know, that is something that, you know, all those who have, you know, could do so much for those who don't right here in, in this country, not a tax write-off, not having your part of your contract go to UNICEF or, you know, Goodwill or anything like that, but actually controlling, you know, what your tax write-off dollars would do for the communities that raised you, you know. But that's all. You know, I'm going to leave it alone because I'm, I'm already got my propellers going, man, just for one little innocent thing that you mentioned that is really meant to do a good deed. You know, so I'm I'm back and I'm putting on the brakes, man. All right, all right, sounds good. It's, you know, it's it's. I mean, and I get it. You know, I mean, I don't know if most people get it. So let me just share something real quick. So I'm 50, right? You know, and wow. <laughs> that that was unnecessary, but okay. But uh, yeah. So you know, I'm 50. Damn. You know? <laughs> can I mute? Let me see. Can I mute this? Dude? Hold on a minute. So no, seriously. So so I'm gonna let him keep on doing his thing. But you know, I share I share like my days and, and stuff like that with my dad, right? And I'll tell him, you know, what I'm doing. Like sometimes I'll get out and you know I I earn a, I learn I earn a little extra money on the side doing some other stuff. And I'm out here in the streets doing these things, which is legal. I know it sounds really shady, but. The point of it is that even though I'm 50, my dad still makes it a point to tell me to be careful, as he should. It's my dad, right? You know, be careful, be aware of your surroundings, people out here tripping. You know, St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. Like if I was going out tonight, hey, they already started celebrating St. Patrick's Day, so be careful out there. You know, as you get older, and for those of you that still have this interaction, that you know, that are blessed to have this opportunity to still talk with your parents and stuff like that, I'm sure a lot of them will still be like, hey, be careful out there. And I know you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm grown already. I got it. But they're still going to be your parent, you know, and it's, that's just what it is. And so I'm just saying that I get it that you know, some people may not understand, but I hear what you're saying, Um you know, and, and the whole point is just making sure that we're okay and that we're safe. You know, we take care of each other. The premise of the show, you know, how we affect each other in a positive way. You know, regardless of what right. you do, you know, be aware of your surroundings. You know, make sure that the things that you do, you know, that you do things in a positive nature because that goes a long way. That affects the other person. Uh, so if you out there getting gas, you know, realize that this is a, a – a thing that benefits you and treat the next person, you know, in that kind of way, that this is to benefit them, you know, and just be cool. <laughs> I'm starting to get on the rowboat. Let me get off here. I don't know if that made sense. Yeah, but anyway, I, it made sense to me. Well, I'm just looking at the clock. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny how this works. You know, after, after vowing that, you know, I would really – you know, um, stick to the backlog. You know, you got on this thing about time and gas, man. Well, well. <laughs> I'm so I glad it was it me there. and not me this time. Yeah, right on. All right. Yeah, it's just how it happens, man. But, you know, points well taken, and this is the nature of the show. So, you know, I'm totally applauding it, man. You know, and, and you know, I, I love it when you take the lead like that, you know, and, and, and do have these um, very, very insightful points to be made points that people don't think about and 
and and and the the free um, the free airtime you gave Brother Wilson that that's public service um, messages, and that's good that that we provide that type of opportunity as well because you know the 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 millions of listeners the millions <laughs> wouldn't ordinarily hear this information, right? <laughs> right. That's right. Right on, man. You know, right on. Ooh, okay. So where are we? So that was, what, you know. What like, else is happening in Chicago, man? Since we, you know, like, you know, what what else is going on? Yeah. Uh, good. Adam popped back in. I thought he had disappeared. Yeah. What else is happening? Any other, you know, is um, um, Lightfoot? Is that her name? Is she still mayor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She she's still mayor. Um, you know, she's, she's still popular. She's, no, no, she's. I was about to say she's not without controversy. Uh, plenty of things happen, well, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I mean, it's a Chicago. Uh, there's like pictures going around of her dressed up like. Uh, uh, <laughs> they they put her picture up, and then they put a, a picture of a leprechaun next to her, and you know, because she's dressed up in like the St. Patty's Day garb. Because you know, they 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 yeah. they did the they did the river green. This weekend, yeah, right? right? They do that every year, yeah. every year, yeah. And so you know, yeah. she was out and there, folk, and on and on and on St. Patrick's Day, black folks steer clear downtown. But go ahead, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they were comparing her to a, a leprechaun and making fun of her. And uh, recently, she uh, was under some other stuff. Uh, they they got her on on recording where she. I'm not going to use the language she used, but in a mm-hmm. uh, in a meeting um, with city officials and reps, et cetera, um, they were discussing Christopher Columbus, right, and having a Christopher Columbus parade or something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's been a lot of, within the last year or so, you know, uh been a lot of anti-Christopher Columbus, obviously, because, you know, he, you know, all the, all the, controversy surrounding Christopher Columbus. I'm not going to get into it. And I understood her point. You know, she didn't want to engage in this discussion with this guy about having a celebration of Christopher Columbus, because I think, in my opinion, I think she was concerned about the the conflict that would happen between citizens and the police, you know, and she just didn't want all that craziness going on in Chicago. But anyway, she was like, look, it's not going to happen. And she was like, my D is bigger than yours. So, you know, this is it. And she just killed the whole conversation. And I'm going to let you figure out what the D is. But so, you know, there's some controversy with that and some other issues. But, yes, Lori Lightfoot is still the mayor. You know, Chicago is is still Gotham City. Um, You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's... there's a very strong and powerful Italian contingency in Chicago. Very strong. You know, and, very strong. And, and, and very strong Irish contingency in Chicago. You know, that's that's been the nature. Yeah, and Well, yeah, but that's been the nature of the diversity of the city. You know, it's obviously a very strong black contingency in Chicago. But the power, you know, mongers have been mainly the Irish and you know the Italians. So anyway, you know I know that the the, the demographics have 
shifted constantly. I mean, you know, um, but anyway, you know, yeah. I guess, yeah. Okay, I, I asked, so thank you for You asked, me. man, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I gave right. you a little yeah. bit about Mercy Hospital at the other show and a little bit about Dr. Right. Willie Wilson, and you wanted to dig some more. So, I mean, hey. Yeah. <laughs> guess you yeah, learned I'm your not, lesson. I, yeah, Adam posted something about, you know, the Plano, Texas rapper. I'm not getting into that. You know, that's something mm-hmm. that folks could, you know, um, I don't want to waste any time with that um, tonight anyway. Um, so I wanted to spend a little time talking about NATO, you know, which is on the backlog. Um, and But, but it's hard to talk. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, before you jumped into NATO, did you want to get into uh, Biden first, or you just want to – because I know you had some well, couple all, of things. That, all was... kind of, that, ties, that ties in. It ties in. And um, I'll probably leave the Herschel Walker thing alone until next week. Um, okay. But the Biden comment – not comment. It was part of his speech. It ties in. But, you know, I want to get into the history of NATO, if I may. But, you know, really to talk about NATO first – you know, I, I would need to spend a little bit of time talking about um, the UN. You know, um, these you know these two elements tying together. And I tell you, I've never thought about the UN and NATO being you know separate entities. I, I don't know why. I, I just never thought about uh, you know the exclusiveness of one and the inclusiveness of the other. You know, like um, the UN is is very inclusive where NATO is very exclusive. You know, 192 out, out of the 197 known countries are members of NATO. Um, and, you know, that NATO stands for the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, also called the North Atlantic Alliance. Um, it formed in, in uh, 1949 and obviously right on the heels at the aftermath of World War II, you know, uh, but that's not really the theme of what I wanted to talk about. What I really wanted to focus on was a a report, you know, um, given to NATO in 2018. Now, maybe you remember this report. I don't, and I don't have any recollection of ever hearing about it discussed, Um, but it was called a... um, the, sent, the sentencing sentencing project um, it has to do with um, understanding a report on forms of racism, xenophobia, et cetera, et cetera, um, as it exists in America. So the report to the UN on racial disparities in the U.S. is was and and the U.S. criminal justice system was the theme of this report that was delivered to the UN, not something that was delivered to, you know, um, a a contingency of Democrats in some back chambers of Congress. This was delivered to this, 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 um, this, I'm sorry, I said UN, I meant NATO. You know, this was delivered to this, um, no, the UN, (laughs) get mixed up. It was delivered to this contingency of 192 countries. So representatives of 192 countries heard about the U.S. criminal justice system, you know, and its disparities. And obviously it's like a, something like a 50-page document um, that would take a, um, more time than a couple minutes that I've allowed to even go through it. However, there are points of it that I'd like to make in future shows as shows would allow. But just going through it right quick, the report to the U.N. on, on racial disparities in the U.S., 
concluded that the U.S. criminal justice system is the largest in the world. You know, at year in 2015, over 6.7 million individuals were under some form of correctional control in the U.S., including 2.2 million incarcerated in federal, state, or local prisons and jails. The U.S. is a world leader in its rate of incarceration. That's kind of known information, but when you start using the numbers, it becomes a little staggering. You know, such broad statistics mask the racial disparity that pervades the U.S. criminal justice system and for African Americans in particular. African Americans are more likely than white Americans to be arrested. Once arrested, they are more likely to be convicted, and once convicted, they are more likely to experience lengthy prison sentences. Can American adults, African American adults, were five, six times likely to be incarcerated than whites and Hispanics are three times as likely than whites. Um, as of 2001, one in every three black boys born that year, meaning 2001, one in three black boys could expect to go to prison in his lifetime. That stuff, I almost said it, you know, shakes me at my bootstraps. And it's stunning to me that nothing's been said about this report. And it's been four years now out there, you know, um, and, and absolutely nothing has been used in any platform of Congress that I know of. Now, maybe, you know, um, you or others that you know of have had this conversation but one in three black boys born in 2001, you know, um, prison in his lifetime, as could one in every six Latinos compared to one in every 17 white boys. Racial and ethnic disparities among women are less substantial, but I'm sure that's changing um, than among men, but remain prevalent. The U.S., in effect, operates, a two distinct, uh, uh, operates two distinct criminal justice systems one for wealthy and another for the poor, and yet still another for the poor and people of color. So I just wanted to touch on that, um, and that's just touching on, like I said, about a 50, maybe 100-page report, but I just wanted to touch on that. Now, that's what people in the UN heard. Now, the move to NATO, I mean, yeah, the move to NATO, which is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, now we shift. You know, it's a very exclusive club. You know, it only has 30 countries in it. 28 European and two North American. So I'm assuming that would be the United States and Canada. I don't think it's the United States and Mexico, but I'm almost all but certain it's Canada. I know it's Canada. I'm just trying to be silly. Um, NATO constitutes a system of – and this is important for me to understand. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I'm being a little bit unfair to assume that this would be something that you would feel is necessary to know as well, Will, but I'm thinking that people are really talking a lot about, well, why isn't Ukraine in NATO? Why isn't he, what, what's kept, you, you know, what, what is it that people are doing? Is it a plot? Is it a conspiracy theory? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. But most people don't know anything about how NATO operates. They don't know anything about the procedures. It's not like you can just fill out the back of a matchbook cover, you know, <laughs> and be admitted into it. You know, it's a, out of 197 countries, only 30 you know, are in NATO. So they have rules. It's like an exclusive club that has rules. Of course, the benefit, obviously, is if you're a part of it, then you get 29 other countries, you know, that got your back for, most, for the most part. 
you know, so that, you know, that kind of, you know, you would think, hey, yeah, I want to be a part of that. You know, and it's amazing, you know, when you look at all the countries that are in it, I'm not going to talk about them, you know, you can see why they would be. You know, it helps, you know, it helps the little guy, you know, have some, some, some skin in the game by going up against the big guy when, you know, you got 29 others in your back. So since its founding, the original 12 countries, it was since its founding, the original 12 countries has increased to 30, as I just said. Um, the most recent to be added is North Macedonia, uh, which is kind of cool, right? I didn't even know there was a North Macedonia. NATO currently recognizes Bosnia and Herzegovina, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, let me try. Bosnia, Herzegovina, Georgia. Not that it was Georgia, you. Not me. the other Georgia, okay. and uh, Ukraine as inspiring members. So Ukraine is one of four inspiring members to join NATO, and, and Ukraine has been working. But see, here's where it gets tricky. Ukraine was actively pursuing membership. If you remember, they had, a, um, they had sort of a puppet president. You know, you could really say Putin you know, appointed, even though right. it was a supposedly a legal um, election. But it was, the, the results were illegal. So you could say, right. you know, Putin has something to do with that. And the people, knowing that they were ascribing to become a part of NATO, you know, rose up. And they said, oh, no, you're not going to do this to us. You know, and so they literally chased the dude out of town, and he landed back in Russia. And as long as Trump was president, you know, it was cool. It, it was no way, first of all, that Ukraine was going to get into NATO, but it was cool with Russia because, you know, we, I mean, you have to be an idiot or just really totally out of, out of the loop not to know that Trump and Putin had, I mean, it was right there on TV. They had their own unique relationship, you know, and I mean, you know, Trump really, you know, still does think of Putin as being, you know, a genius, a, 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 his idol almost, you know, so. I mean, even when if you look at Trump and 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 um, uh, what was that guy Bill? What was his name? Who used to be on um, um, Fox? Um, um, O'Reilly. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly, my man. Yeah. yeah. Even if you look at their interview, O'Reilly, you know, raised some issues that you know that that Trump really got uncomfortable with having an answer. But anyway, bye 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 bye. Moving right along. So when um. Trump, of course, lost, and even with all, yeah, now you can understand why Russia was really trying so hard to stir up, you know, muddy the waters as much as possible to keep old boy in power. It had as much to do with keeping Ukraine out of NATO as anything else, you know, for whatever the reasons may be politically, and people can speculate from now until cows fly. The point being that Putin felt it would be a strategic move, this is my speculation, you know, to not only have Ukraine back under its umbrella, but begin to expand itself to try to once again stretch out enough to become the old USSR. So naturally, after Trump lost the election and after the people in this country settled down relatively enough, and it was clear that the allegiance to Russia no longer existed, it was natural that, natural meaning in in that kind of mind, that, okay, this is the time to... um, get control of Ukraine once again by force. So with the NATO thing, not and, and like, okay, here's the other thing, that Ukraine was scheduled to become a member of NATO next year. So 
it's like if Putin's going to make his move, this is the only chance he's got to do it. But it's a matter of understanding that that's how the politics of these themes of NATO works. Russia is not a part of NATO, but Russia, Russia is a part of the UN. So it, it, it becomes kind of, kind of trippy to figure out then how does diplomacy operate in these kind of dynamics. There's no victor in war, you know, other than war mongers who live for war. There, you know, people die, you know, and, and it's no more justified because you wear a uniform than if you don't. People die. You know, I was, I was moved for whatever the reason to just take a look at something right quick. You know, America's involvement in the, in the past most recent wars, including World War II, um, on up. And I just wanted to know about bombing, you know, because this is the big issue right now. Ukraine being under, you know, under under just this horrendous, you know, arse, uh, this aerial attack, you know, constant missiles and just, you know, bombing all over the place. Well, you know, um, of course, we're not students of history in America. We like immediacy. So, and then we love to be, you know, self-justified in that immediacy. So, you know, that's what we like, how we like to pump up our chest. So this whole thing of even in World War II, you know, where there was one town in particular, Desden, that had no political value, had no military value, had no st- strategic value in Germany, and it was bombed to the ground, you know, and the only people in that town were civilians. So what was the point of bombing that town? You know, it was a response. You know, it was nothing more and nothing less than a response to what Hitler was doing, you know, right across the waters there in Britain. You know, so, yeah, and I read a quote, and I thought, man, what a hell of a quote. It said, you know, hell is bigger than just one man, meaning it ain't just Hitler who's the issue here. When you start talking about civilian deaths, how do you justify it? How does one side say, okay, that's fair, and another side says, no, that's wrong, when it comes to war? You know, war is a, is a strange equalizer. It has no room for truth. It's only about death. You know, that's the only, the only thing that war does is kill. It doesn't settle anything. It's the last man standing gets to have some control for a while. I mean, America dropped two bombs on Japan. That was dropped on civilians. It had nothing to do with any military installation. You know, America severely was a part of, not only, but was a part of the bombing that happened in um, in Germany. You know, um, some say, well, it was only really about 6 or 8% of American bombs that fell. Well, how do you say only when it's killing civilians? They're not saying, oh, well, you know, we're just part, we just got hit by a 6% bomb. You know, and how do you, you know, justify the bombing of Hanoi, you know, during the Vietnam War? Those were civilians. It had nothing to do with military, you know, installations. It was a jungle war that America was not prepared to fight. And the idea was if they could bomb the hell out of the, of the North Korean, or, I'm sorry, the North Vietnam capital, then that would bring the constituency to their knees. You know, the North Vietnamese had been fighting war long before America was even America. They had fought a 10-year war with France before, France before we even showed up. So, you know, war was no new 
you know, bedfellow to uh, North Vietnamese. And then we, of course, move on to the, um, the, the recent wars overseas and the, the weapons of mass destruction. And, you know, the themes of American issues brings me to this quote, you know, with this statement that was made and a quote in a Biden speech today. He said, America stands with the forces of freedom. I don't doubt that. That's a beautiful thing to say. America stands with the forces of freedom, referring to the Ukraine issues and the, and the war between Russia. You know, well, I'm sure that's true, as long as the issues of freedom aren't discussed right here in this colorphobic country of ours or theirs, um, or, you know, whoever is in control of this country. So exactly what America are we referring to when we say America stands with the forces of freedom. See, there's, there's somewhat of a hypocrisy going on. And I can't pretend to not feel that as a 75-year-old black man in America today. You know, I'm, I'm not 25. I'm not 50. You know, I'm not, you know, um, 18. You know, I was born in 47. That was right near the end of World War II, right when Jackie Robinson broke the color line in baseball. You know, but the themes that haunt me were prevalent during the time that I was born. I was right in the middle of the 20th century, not so far removed from the Jim Crow issues of the early 1900s and still very much encased in the current themes of civil rights issues that black folk are still fighting for. So I wanted to just, you know, talk about it not exclusively, but inclusively, as it relates to this country that I inhabit today. So, you know, I guess there's other things that could be talked about as far as NATO, the UN, and being black in America. But I just wanted to use this opportunity to, and I'm a Biden dude, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm one who believes that, you know, spending eight years with Barack, he must have learned something about black people. You know, I don't feel like he's adequately um, apologized to Anita Hill for the way he ragged her during the, you know, the hearings of Clarence Thomas being appointed to the to the Supreme Court. Um, but all things said, and all things being unequal, <laughs> equally unequal, you know, I'm a Biden dude for no other reason because of the way the black contingency got behind him. Um, but there's still this issue that America has, which with owning its own um, blotches, you know, owning its own um, denial, you know, owning its own indifference. And um, I don't know. Um, I, it's got nothing to do with, you know, taking. Obviously, I'm not a, a Putin dude. I mean, I was, you know, born of the '60s. It, then it was America. You know, love it or leave it. And better red, better dead than red. You know, I mean, I lived those times. You know, so you know to hear what's going on right now, it, it, it's I, I have the same questions that I've had all my life. With you know, just who you know, who who do we represent as black people? Who do we represent in this country when this country does battles elsewhere? Still turns its back on its own um, legal population. Okay, that's it, man. Thank you for letting me just do that real quick. So I don't know um, 
where <clears throat> where I wanted to follow up with with what you what you stated. Um, um, yeah, we're we're not hit, we're not um, we don't really follow history that much, and I'm wondering like looking at the history of war. But anyway, I know one of the one of the things in our backlog is talking also about blacks in the military, people of color. So uh, I can't wait to get into that. But I think one of I think that we also need to look at uh, and remember what's the history of Russia and Ukraine, because you mentioned you touched on a couple of things, but I don't think people are well. They might be, but. If you're not, look at the history of Russia and Ukraine, the history of the USSR, and after the Cold War and how Russia and Ukraine broke apart, and his dad mentioned the uh, the puppet, if you will, that they had as a UK, Ukraine president, which is why they weren't accepted into NATO right away. <laughs> you know, so um, so that's definitely something to to uh, look at. You uh, mentioned the. That Biden stands with the standing with the uh, forces of freedom, and yeah, well, standing with the okay. you know forces of, of freedom in Ukraine. Now I was just thinking about when we were having our pre-show uh, with the forces of freedom, and then you got to add a little bit the freedom of Ukraine, like we were talking about Black Lives Matter, you know, dot dot dot, but dot dot dot. Um, I don't I don't know if Biden would really even admit his uh, mistake, if you will, and the whole Anita Hill thing. You, you know, you talked about owning America, owning its blotches. Is that what you're saying? Like America itself, the denial, or? Um, well, yeah, I, but you know, um, I, it's not like what I'm talking about has more to do with understanding a little bit about how the UN, how NATO works. And what yeah. I didn't talk about was the three parts of, um, that are necessary for Ukraine to meet before being admitted to NATO. But I thought what was important to understand that the process has been going on, but there's certain a- avenues and elements of criteria that all countries who are admitted to this 30-country club are required to meet. But the thing is, my point of raising the issue about this report given to NATO, I have to question then, has the United States in its own, you know, um, 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 pumping up of itself, has it, in fact, failed to meet certain principles as required by, you know, by NATO? Um, three, uh, you know, there's three parts of what huh. Ukraine, you know, have to deal with, you know, and this is what all of them have to deal with, every one of these countries. First is the cooperation between the parliament, in this case, it's the parliament of Ukraine, and the NATO Parliamentary Assembly. So, there, you know, there has to be, you know, a, a meeting of the minds. In other words, the UN Par- Parliamentary Assembly has requirements that the Ukraine Parliament has to answer for. Is this how you run your government? Are you meeting these issues? Are you addressing the concerns of the people in this democratic way? The second thing, you know, the lawmaking process. You just heard about the report that was given to NATO about the failures of of America when it comes to certain parts of its constituency. It's a clear unbalance in the the, um, judicial court system. So, and again, the third one, not again, and then the third one is parliamentary control of the executive branch in Ukraine over adherence to the criteria that the alliance sets for the candidates for NATO accession. So, 
the alliance or NATO, you know, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, it determines, you know, what the criteria is for admission. And like the United States executive branch has to meet that requirement. So how do you hold the boss accountable for his behavior when he gets to write the rules of the employee's behavior? There's a thing going on here that is kind of, to me, is somewhat hypocritical that, okay, in one sense you're saying countries have to meet certain criteria for, for admission and it has to be parliamentary. Great. You know, the other thing is that it has to match what the theme of NATO's requirements are as far as a democratic process. Great. But what does it mean once having been included in the club? The idea is we want to be sure you're not going to turn around and then give yourself back to the dictatorial powers like Ukraine then turn around with NATO protection and then join forces with Russia. Russia is not a part of NATO. So, you know, the issue is we can't let you still be, you know, a party to Russia, and we have to be sure that you're not. So literally, Ukraine is having to do its audition by sacrificing its civilians in this particular type of war simply because it's not a member of the U.N., and what the U.N. is trying to do is figure out, I'm sorry, not a member of NATO, and NATO is trying to figure out how they can help Ukraine without causing a third war, a third world, world, world war. I don't see how it's inevitable. You know, I just don't see, based on the particular dynamics that are going down right now, how it can't lead to a third world, world war because, obviously, oh boy, in Russia, you know, is, is determined to see this to the end. And, you know, he's not fighting Ukraine military. Man. He's taking his war to the to the hood. You know, this is, you know, it's like the military is the people. You know, he, he's at war with the Ukrainian people. I just don't see how that can't help but to turn into a third war. So what I wanted to do was just give a kind of a synopsis, just an idea, just a, a thumbnail picture of, what we usually don't, we meaning black folk, what we usually don't talk about, we don't know too much about the UN. We don't, that's not our conversation. We don't know too much about NATO. That's not our conversation. But I think it needs to be. And I think the sooner it is, the, the more we'll begin to ask or demand even from our representatives in Congress, look, you know, you're a part of something that's not even about our protection. How can that be? So that's all I really wanted to cover, man. Great points, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah, it's US just even. not a typical conversation that we get into. No, but I mean, these are the things that. Go ahead. No, just that you you, you know, and and just listening to you talk about that, and then it's like, hey, you know, in order for Ukraine to get into NATO, they have to do these things, and looking at yeah. these things, it's like, are we even? Do we have that here in the United States? That's, yeah, that's a, that's an excellent question, and I mean yeah. it's right there in front of you, and it's and it's okay to ask that question. It's you know for those of you that are worried that you might be you know talking against Ukraine or something like that, because you know everybody's so worried about right. their you know right. how they express right. you know their emotions right. and feelings about this whole conflict. Right. But um, right. but that's that's it, <laughs> I mean I think that's a 
That's a great question. I think that is something to look at, to talk about and examine. And that's something that you're right. We don't we don't really bring up and we don't discuss again. No, we don't. And the hypocrisy of it is once we get into it, you and I, in depth, you know, in future shows, if we do, you know, black men have never failed to show up, you know, in times of war, you know, and and that's something that it's just kind of, you know, one of the things that I that I was hearing today that they were talking about. I know we're 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 over, we're in overtime. I just want to make this quick point. I'm gonna shut up. You know, one of the things that I was hearing about the the, the difficulties that the Russian sh- soldiers are having in fighting the war is that they have no NCOs, no non commissioned officers. That their generals are the ones leading the battles, and that's why they're getting knocked off left and right. Well, the backbone of American. Um, Armed forces has always been the NCOs, which are predominantly black, you know, and and and, that, and that's something that I don't know. It's just not. There goes my voice. <laughs> it's just something that, um, you know that that people just but, don't you know just don't acknowledge in this country, and that's that's you know that's a shame, man. But what's even worse is that you know those who are elected representatives don't hammer the point home. You know, I, that's why I have issues with good trouble. You know, um, help me understand what that means because, you know, it's, yeah, it is part of walking the front lines for, for civil rights, but it's also holding, holding this country accountable for what our contributions have been and how we won't stand by to let, you know, the, the, the idiocy, especially in places like here, Texas, that says we're going to ban black history in our schools. Shit, we never, excuse me, we never really had it in the first place. So now we're going to make it a congressional issue to be sure we don't. All right, I'm, 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 I'm good, man. I'm sorry for cussing. Sometimes yeah, I just I, I've seen, and I've seen firsthand, and I've seen firsthand teachers who were fired because they want to, they wanted to provide more information about, you know, black Crazy, history. Man. You yeah. know, um, Absolutely. Like I'm, I'm with you 100%. You know, that's, man. And, and, and even yeah. looking at what you mentioned um, with the ah, – what's the acronym again in military? The what type of guys NCO, are black? Non-commissioned. NCOs. Yeah, yeah non-commissioned officers. Sorry. NCOs, Sorry. non-commissioned officers. Yeah. So, so I, I, I think that definitely this is something that we're going to dwell into further. We're talking about blacks mm-hmm. and people of color in the military – in the U.S. military, um, you know, I think that's this is a good segue into that as well. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here, ladies and gentlemen, like, oh, I I I I didn't know. I mean, my page is full of notes. Like, I had my notes from earlier today, and I got a hell of a lot more notes now just listening to you talk about this, Dad. So, uh, I'm I'm definitely going to be jumping in this, and I would like us to examine this uh, a little bit more in yeah. the shows. And I hope that, you know, it won't be, it'll be more sooner than later that we get your boy, your boy, Adam, to come on. You know, the man served honorably in the Marines, you know, and I, you know, for the longest, I thought he was an officer. And he looked at me one day, you know, and he said, man, I worked for a living. And I know that's an old line in military pro, uh, movies, but to hear it up close and personal, man, it floored me. It was always like, you know, how dare you, Negro? <laughs> so, man, I, you know, just love to get his perspective of what life in, in the Marines were like for, you know, and if I if I remember correctly, I think Adam was a NCO. 
you know. Um, you see, I think he was uh, – I'm waiting to see if we get a thumbs up about that because he's in the chat room. But regardless, whether he was Yeah, he just I, gave a thumbs I, up. I oh. Yeah, okay. Just, yeah, sorry, sorry Jim. Yeah. I'd love to get his take on that, man, you know, because – I might, I might be E5, yeah, okay, staff sergeant, I think that is, you know. Um, but anyway, you know, yeah, it would be beautiful to hear um, his take on on a future show. It's uh, hopefully close, sooner than later, you know. Yeah. Uh, just talking about his experience in the Marine, yeah, as the NCO. Okay, man. You know, right thank on. you, Will. <laughs> man, uh, sometimes. In life, I wish I had your, the patience you show toward me. I know one thing. <laughs> I wish you could have taught it to my ex-wives. <laughs> Uh-oh, did he faint? No, no. I was just keeping oh, okay. my mic muted on that one because one of your ex-wives <laughs> was my mother. So I had I didn't want anything to come across the microphone on that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, uh, well, and actually, that wasn't fair because your mom. Well, you know. Yeah, it's, he, it's cool. It's, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> she was very patient with me, you know, as, long, yeah. as much as a person could be patient with a drunk. Yeah. So you know that wasn't fair to say. I take that one back. I forgot that that you're her son. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Shout out to Belinda Davis. Thank you, some Mama. some jokes Thank you, don't work. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> slap, slap me justifiably. There's nobody more more decent and more you know more um, affectionately held in my heart than your mom, man. So much that she could have done to damage our relationship, you know, yeah. yours and mine, that yeah. she didn't yeah. do. You know, yeah. man. I'm I'm talking about not after I went into treatment. I'm talking about before I got my mind back, you know, she was still trying to, you know, like um, she never turned you against me when she had so many reasons to, man, you know. So I, I take that back. <laughs> you know, I'll never forget when she looked at me one day in my drunken stupor, and I said, after she was complaining about the dude she was dating, I said, yeah, I just leave him and come on back to me. And she was driving me to my girlfriend's house after babysitting for you. And she looked at me. She looked back at the road. She looked at me. She looked back at the road. She said, well, I'll tell you, I may not know what I want. And then she looked back at me and said, but I sure know what I don't want. <laughs> and that kept me so deep I had to laugh. For the second, I saw what she Ooh. was looking at. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I earned that comment. No, don't get me wrong. That was not out of place at all. Yeah. You get tired of hearing me tell that story though. No, 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 no. I just I'm 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 surprised you you brought it up on the show, but Oh man, I, you know, yeah. man, look, you know. When you've been where I've been, you know, you yeah, like better be an open book. I mean I still got some X rated, you know, chapters that I ain't gonna never show, but all if right. anybody read Master the art of failure relationships. I know that my life is pretty much an open book. All right. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, mastering the art. Bill Green. That's right. All right. You still there? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. Right. I ain't so, going anywhere, dog. All right. <laughs> we, we took a little different turn on the end of tonight's show, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, there it is. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Uh, Adam just just commented. Thank you, gentlemen, for another uh, 
unusual show or usually another show? Thank you. Yeah, man, thank it's you, Adam. Like another show, man. <laughs> thank you for uh, your time in the chat room. Hey, what's up, Sue? I see you in the chat room as well. Uh, and oh, thank you to everybody else. Time. Thank you to everybody else that you know took the time to uh, spend some time with me and Dad on the show. Those that are listening, yeah. I see your numbers as and well. And your Aunt Brenda's out there. I see your Aunt Brenda's number out there. So right on, man. Yeah, just right want on, to right throw on. a shout out to her too. Faithful, a faithful listener, man. She's been tuning in almost every show. So, um, you know, we're going to be looking at, uh, again, following up, like you said, that, uh, looking at, you know, blacks and people of color in the military. I'm looking forward to that. I still want to hear more about Herschel Walker. I know that you were mentioning something like that. So we do have some things in the back, in our backlog as well. Uh, next week, perhaps I might have an opportunity to talk about a couple of ladies uh, in, in uh, uh, during our history month here as, as a right last week. Yeah. Uh, one no, not hopefully is, we'll make it a point to do that. So, yeah. so a couple of ladies I want to mention here, a couple of sisters is Barbara Jordan, Barbara Jordan, yeah. who uh, right out of and, Texas, uh, amen. Yep, yeah. right out of Texas, and uh, Shirley uh, Chisholm. Ch- yeah. Chisholm. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just I got stuck for yeah. a second on her last name. You know, 1972. That was a big time for both these ladies. 1972 <laughs> for both these. Yep. Ladies. Absolutely. Very interesting. Yeah, perfect. You know, we, yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah. we, we've always examined uh, the differences between Malcolm, uh, Malcolm X or El Hajj Malik El Shabazz and and uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, and these ladies kind of had a, a similar kind of, uh, you know, uh, difference as well. If you, if I, if, I mean, well, we can talk more about it next week. So. Yeah, right, man. Save it for next you know, week. We'll save it for next week. My bad, my bad, my bad. All right. So, uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Greenhouse Effects Radio Show. Uh, here we provide an opportunity to exercise critical thinking, experience a renewed self-awareness, and maybe even a deeper connection to others and their experience, especially when we share interpretations and feelings. So we're live. Every Monday and Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. As always, we ask that uh, you all stay safe, stay blessed, and most importantly, be yourself because everybody's taken. So uh, I'm Will. That's Bill over there. Another great show, Dad. Thank you again for the time and the energy. I love this journey. Everybody have a good night. Same here. Thank you. Right on. And amen. Love you too. Have a good night. Amen. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-